0: Welcome to the Shorthand States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Matt Falais. And we've been through uh, an afternoon, uh, indeed a, a day, uh, where we've had enough going on to fill several newspapers. You can read all about it uh, on Saturday, Monday, and most of the next week, I should think, because uh, we've um, we've had a few surprises today, and uh, not the least of which is after the failure by policy and resources to get uh, GST through the states, they've announced that they want to call an early election. I didn't see that coming. I had thought maybe... Um, earlier in the week it might happen but it took me by surprise today Matt.
1: Yeah I mean we were putting questions to them about whether they might resign because of course they've lost their GST and other measures package three times now. Uh, In fact they got the same number of votes for it today as they did in February so they, they haven't made any progress at all with states members and we thought that they some of them at least might Resigned. There have been calls already this evening for them to consider their position from other states' members who are considering laying motions of no confidence. But they have obviously decided it wouldn't be enough for them to stand down. Uh, Deputy Peter Ferbrush, president of PNR, said to me, "This state is at an impasse. Uh, it can't be led, and therefore a general election is is the only option they feel they've got left." I think there's quite a lot of water to pass under that bridge before. Uh, there is an early general election. I'm not sure that will happen, but but PNR are now committed to that course. They're going to put it before the states.
0: Yeah, um, Deputy Hellyer said to me that he wasn't even sure if he would stand or not. He hadn't made that decision yet. Um, Now, uh, as you mentioned, it's not just a simple case of PNR saying let's have an early election. They have to uh, ask a a States Assembly and Constitution Committee led by Deputy Carl Meerveld to bring a proposal to the states. Uh, Legislature has to be changed, I believe, and then they have to take a vote, or they have to take a vote first, on whether they actually want And Deputy Muirveld's just told me that um, the earliest he thinks it can practically be done is October 2024, uh, which is only about seven or eight months before we're due to have an election anyway, which might make one think that it's going to be a difficult sell and they might even fail in that uh, regard.
1: It's possible. I mean, I think you could hold an election a bit sooner than October, actually. I, I mean, I would be surprised if you couldn't hold one. By July or maybe September, but it certainly isn't going to be in the early months of next year. It takes quite a lot of effort to to put an, a you know general election together, um, and I think it's it, it, even if PNR put it before the states, I'm skeptical that, that they'll get a majority in favour of that.
0: Well, I think one of the key reasons as well, and I put this to Deputy hellier is um, if you hold an election when it's due to be held, then in between times, you're going to... All the focus is going to be on all the things, and we've heard today Liz Osway is effectively defunded, all, all the things that we can't afford to do anymore, which is going to take the public on the journey that he's been on, as I put it to him, um, whereby they'll, they'll start to realise maybe extra revenue, uh, however it comes, is really more urgent than has been publicly
1: realised, perhaps.
0: Mm. Call an election now, it's all going to be about GST, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean, they're fed up, aren't they? I mean, that that's... so that they lose their flagship policy they know they've got calls to resign they 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 can't really command a majority in the states one or two of their prominent committees they work closely with are struggling to continue you know command a majority in the states so they feel as if it's all kind of falling apart the two choices they have are either resign uh but but they probably feel that that would let some of their uh, you know biggest critics and opponents uh, back into leadership positions, and I think they're probably reluctant to to go down that road, and they therefore feel a general election would give the states a fresh start and resolve what Deputy Febrich, as I said, said was an impasse in the states. I, I know I think it's quite a hot-headed reaction, and I think more sober voices in time might say, hold on, you know, th- this is perhaps not the right way out of PNR, feeling that it has lost the authority, lost its authority over the states.
0: Yeah, Deputy Muirveld said to me uh, initially, that you know, I, I, I already knew about this. And I said, well, when? And he said a few hours ago. So I think it really is a very recent decision, mm, yeah. it seems. Uh, you've been a committee president yourself, Matt. Um, I, I can imagine, or you, you'll know better than me, um, that a lot of people working for the, a lot of the employees working for the states will be pretty much pulling their hair out with all the different plans that are going to be thrown up and all the upheaval that's going to be caused by calling an early election. All the, there must be a, a thousand and one un, unintended consequences of, of moving an election date. Awesome.
1: Yeah, there would be. I mean, it, it's, it, I think it's quite, you know, it's a dramatic statement. Um, uh, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think it will happen, but it is a very uh, dramatic intervention for PNR to say, uh, you know, that they, they think there needs to be an early election. Of course, states terms are normally four years long. It, this one that we're in at the moment has ended up or, or will end up if it gets to its end as being, I think it's four years and eight months. That's just because of a consequence of Covid. Um But, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting if there's if there's an early election. But I think a lot of states members will say, actually, that the the appropriate thing to do, PNR, if you don't think that you can continue in your leadership position is to resign. Uh, I've just been speaking to some states members, you know, uh, unconnected with PNR uh, after the meeting. And that's what they're saying. If PNR don't feel they can carry on, they need to resign. Um, So uh, I think we're a long, long way away from uh, an early election, but it looks like we might well have that debate um, later this year or early next year.
0: Yeah, and if any of our listeners are thinking at this point that we've laid on some uh, backing to your beautiful words, Matt, we're actually, uh, we've had to come across to the OGH because they've closed the States Building in order to record this and they've just uh, uh, brought their pianist on by the sound of it, and hence the background sound. Um, now, we should start delving down into what's caused all this uh, talk of an election. I mentioned, obviously, that GST uh, fell through. Um, it, there was uh, a hugely um, sort of internecine process of. Of getting through all the uh, amendments over several days, hammering various issues out. Uh, And then today, but what was it, about three or four o'clock, they had um, their menu, their smorgasbord. uh, ready to go uh, to actually make decisions upon, and then the voting actually began. It was a relatively quick process uh, from there. So they 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 rejected the propositions that contained a GST, but they did um, approve what was referred to several times as the core funding, the sort of do minimum uh, effort. So we should probably summarise what the consequence of that
1: is. Yes. Yeah, so so um, what the states have agreed to raise about. An estimated 35 million pounds a year through a combination of motoring taxes, additional company taxes, and around 10 million pounds of savings. Of course, none of that has been banked. Some of that will will be um, dependent on future state's debates. There would need to be further state's decisions. So there there is now in in the kind of fiscal plan there is uh, an an estimated 35 million pounds of revenue raising. Uh, but how much of that will be delivered is highly uncertain um so so they decided that but they kicked out the main, Proposal from PNR for GST and all the associated measures that that sat along with that.
0: So that meant that so their revenue raising as uh, the, the the big ticket revenue raising anyway fell away. But as a result of the earlier intervention during the week by Deputy Al Brouard backed by uh, his vice president at Health and Social Care Tina Berry, um, they've they were um, minded to vote through the option that secured funding for Phase Two of the hospital by uh, and the, the the method they chose was. to to almost wipe out the the health reserve fund um, so that is secured uh, and the deputy Al who I spoke to afterwards was naturally very happy about that outcome um, but one of the consequences is that you know with that secured it's pretty inevitable that we've seen the, the back of uh, Les way as a funded campus it remains an approved project for the states but Les way seems dead in the water now.
1: Yeah, so we were saying I think uh, halfway through day one, or certainly on our on our shorthand states at the end of the first day, that w- what it felt like was no majority for GST, um, a majority in favour of getting on with the next phase of the Princess Elizabeth Hospital, probably narrowly no majority for funding education's project at the Osway, and that of course is exactly the way it's worked out. Now. Ultimately, this this has been a matter for the states of trying to balance revenue raising and expenditure. But I don't think it, you know, it doesn't end here. Education, sport and culture have, have they've lost the funding for their future secondary and, and further education model. That is moving the sixth form to Les and developing the Guernsey Institute there. Um, that, that project is, is just doesn't have the funding. And the states have quite emphatically rejected the kind of revenue raising measures that would be necessary to fund that project. It is, I suppose, possible that ESC or PNR could have a further go at trying to get that Les Oswe project back onto the list of funded projects, but that will just increase the size of the state's deficit uh, and put the states in more financial difficulty.
0: And there are two mechanisms that that, could, that are coming up quite shortly, whereby they could seek help. So, you know, but the budget is coming up, so um, that is going to raise some revenues. And then the government work plan debate, which was supposed to have happened before this, what we've had this week, um, and, and so yeah, it could re, be reprioritized. But they and haven't then,
1: got they haven't got the money to do it. No, so, no. so
0: so and, this and, is. And Deputy Dudley Owen did say to me that, that tonight that it was a calamitous moment for education and she certainly um is saying she's gonna have to go back they're gonna have to meet as a committee and come up with a new plan and they don't know she had no idea what that would be yet and she couldn't even tell me when that plan would be announced because it's just everything's up in the air as far as she is concerned
1: yeah and you have to feel sympathy for that committee because they you know they've put a lot of work into their model they got their model approved more than once by the state but they haven't got the funding. But it's really an issue here of responsibility, isn't it? There there was a call from some states members this afternoon, out of left field, really, to say, look, don't worry too much about the revenue raising. We can borrow 200 million more. We can commit to a long list of capital projects of 440 million. And in a sense, you know, something will turn up. Our, Our revenue position will sort itself out. And that would that would came across as a, a really quite cavalier um irresponsible uh you know b- point of view but i thought at one stage that that kind of position might end up being endorsed by the states i missed that who was who was calling for that well, well deputy cousin saver miller was saying that then deputy dyke got up and said something similar and when you look at the final vote after gst had been defeated i think there were something like 17 members who still voted in favor of that long list of capital projects and 200 million pounds more borrowing. So, um, you know, I, I, maybe there will be some kind of coalition which emerges um, out of, uh, you know, the members who are, who are desperate to fund Liz Osway and those who are prepared to rack up really quite large debts without having the revenue to repay it. Uh, but you know, that that would take Guernsey into a kind of financial territory that, that the island has, has never been in before so i think it, you know, the financial headache remains for PR. there is a set of decisions that have been made here i don't th- i think almost every, all states members to some extent have left dissatisfied with what's been decided um pnr's immediate kind of i think quite hot-headed response is let's have a general election in the weeks to come there will be some cooler heads who try and say look let's just piece together what we can out of the fragments of decisions that have been made, and I think the next few months remain very, very uncertain.
0: Yeah, well, we'll be uh, covering it all here and in the pages of our uh, newspaper, available six days a week. And uh, well, yeah, we've got the budget coming up in just a couple of weeks. So the government work plan debate is going to be slotted in there, and uh, yeah, lots of programs of, uh, of work from various uh, committees. It's uh, it's been an exhausting uh, week, hasn't it? Uh, not just for us, but for the certainly for the deputies. Um, and I, I have the sense that to some degree, some of the allegiances that we've seen this. States have uh, broken apart uh, through frustration. Um, There's been, on the other hand, uh, a more conciliatory approach. Deputy Hellyer, in summing up, said he was actually quite surprised how uh, there was almost a lack of combative. Um, speaking in there, so I, I think we might finally see the the uh, the uh, the beginnings of the breakup of all the, the allegiances that we've seen previously, um, and and with an election being talked about, obviously massive political repercussions as well as the, what we see in terms of project uh, funding.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it was quite a good nature debate, wasn't it? It was a better nature debate than in February, which became quite fractious. But uh, PNR. Uh, for, you know for most of the life of this state so far have been have been able to maintain a majority with a with a quite a fragile coalition made up essentially of um states members who are kind of quite personally loyal to deputy furbrush and supported him to be um pnr president and um members who are c- committed to a kind of smaller state you know lower public spending and lower taxes that was that's really been pnr's majority coalition and that's this issue of raising taxes introducing gst has blown that coalition apart so that is that really is why pnr now is left in this position where it, it it probably feels as if it no longer has a kind of natural majority in the states um i don't think that necessarily means that any other group of five would be better placed to to command a majority in the states uh but it probably does mean that that some of those alliances that have, have existed since this states was formed um are are now um you know weak, weaker than they have been uh previously so i think it uh, you know in a sense for people who are interested in in local politics um we're now going to move into the most interesting phase of this state to see how PNR and other committees pick up the pieces from this at times slightly chaotic uh, debate which has, has has resulted in a series of decisions um, but uh, in, in a sense you know incomplete decisions a, a great deal is left up in the air the it person is, of course who's emerged really happy is Deputy Al Bruard yeah, because sorry. his um, attempt to insert the hospital project into a smaller list of capital projects worked. I mean, politically, it was a masterstroke to lay the amendment he laid because he added his project to that list and he, is, he emerges, um, you know, being able to get spades in the ground, uh, you know, as, as soon as they can uh, with a, a project that's funded. So, So great news for health and social care. Uh, at the other end of the, of the, the scale, you know, t- terrible news for education, sport and culture because their flagship policy on secondary and further education uh, is, is at best in limber. Uh, but we began the week on Tuesday
0: suspecting we might carry on into Saturday uh, concerned about the possibility that the the debate might just not finish might get hung over till the end of November then the whole thing gets churned up again with new amendments and all that sort of nightmare scenario of it just not coming to a conclusion so actually I I did congratulate Deputy Hellyer as he left uh, tonight just for having been uh, one of the people who managed to get things done quicker so that they could actually come to some form of conclusion on this so uh, indeed the uh, Funding and Investment Plan has reached a conclusion and uh, and so we're, here, here we are, even if it has been as a, a few more repercussions than we might have expected. I'm going to just mention one thing just before we go because we never mentioned it on Tuesday, it seems like a lifetime ago that it happened. Uh, this uh, particular states meeting did actually achieve a couple of things besides this uh, issue of the funding investment plan um, which is, one, was a, a con- a non-contributory uh, benefit rates were uh, 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 hiked up in, in line with inflation and also um, the there is going to be legislation uh, drafted now as a result of Home Affairs poli- uh, pol- policy letter to uh, uh, regarding the collection storage and destruction of um, evidence in cases uh, where people have self-referred to the Sexual Assault Referral Centre and um, and I mention that because we never mentioned it on day one and um, it is an example of how in, even in the midst of this utter chaos political machinations and um, sort of big ticket items being thrown about the place, uh, one Committee in this case Home Affairs can just quietly get on with their work and and create change that is actually going to have quite a profound effect on some Islanders' lives and uh, the uh, the Sark Hotline is a 24-hour hotline on double two double seven double so I thought I'd just uh, finish by mentioning that particular one anyway. Um, I think we deserve a rest now. Let's go in, into that room next door and see we if we can't. We deserve a I think, not a rest. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, do they do Tenefest? here? Yeah. Well, we'll find out shortly, <laughs> won't we? Anyway, that's all from uh, Matt and myself for now. Um, obviously, plenty to read about in our forthcoming editions of the Guernsey Press, either uh, physically or in our digital version. And, of course, we'll be right back here sooner than you know it on the shorthand states with um, updates of each day of the budget meeting. But for now, good night.
1: Good night.